Hey everybody, this is Keisha Lacey with the Random Horror Show. Correction, when I mentioned about Snake Plissken in Escape from L.A., when he turned off the lights on the whole damn world like Nelly Furtado, he mentioned, said, welcome to the human race, not welcome to humankind. You got what I was saying. And of course, I'm just letting you know, I really did catch myself when I was mentioning about the you know, the little oopsies, you know, on Lee Harvey Oswald and Jack Ruby. Uh, we know from the infamous picture, which is played everywhere in history books, and especially in Texas history books down here, because JFK was assassinated in 1963 in Dallas, Texas. So that's where I was trying to get to. So anyways, just to clarify everything up, what I mentioned in tonight's podcast, I sure do appreciate your listening ears, and thank you for listening to The Random Horror Show. Well, that was interesting. I was just recording this, and then all of a sudden it just clicks off. But anyways, hey you guys, this is The Random Horror Show. And, of course, I am your podcast horror hostess, Keisha Lacey. And here at the Red and Horror Show, got to say my little tagline um, as we film, commentate, being randomly with horror, science fiction, fantasy, cult classics, and the obscure in movies, television, and books. Thank you so much for listening to all my OG listeners and everything, my ride and dies and stuff, but we ain't getting shot up and shit. This ain't motherfucking set it off and everything, and I'm not Cleo and stuff, so I want all y'all to be living to listen to my, my silly, crazy, random ass talking. And for those who have found me on accident or just bored as shit or just need to fall asleep for some asthma and everything i welcome you to listening and of course here we are coming straight out straight out of the piney woods the iron pine curtain of east texas and of course y'all have really good cheap taste in podcast listening and we're just going to start it off by remembering and I'm sending my deepest condolences to the family of Anne Rice. Anne Rice passed away of 80 years old. She was a very iconic uh, literary gothic novelist who brought us interview with the vampire in 1976. She's also has books like mnemonic the the devil i don't know if i said that right you know what i'm saying you know i don't say shit right i twist up words as it is anyways um tales from the body thief the vampire lestat um you know uh my favorite one blood and gold uh which talks about marius how he uh became a vampire and he was the keeper of anikil and akasha um, he was in love with Pandora. Um, this woman right here, she was like our Mary Shelley of the century. Um, she really did the do wop do wop on her vampires. Um, you know, we have Bram Stoker's Dracula. You know, we have um, uh, who portrayed uh, Count Dracula was uh, God, Bella Lugosi. You know what I'm saying? 
um, you know, from the typical vampire stories, of course, like Nosferatu, um, Anne Rice really did put a spin on her vampires. Her vampires were written beautifully. I mean, the most, you can fall in love with them, and you really do fall in love with her vampire characters. Um, she can really, really rep, she really rep the shit out of New Orleans. Um, New Orleans is a beautiful city. It's like a small town, but it's a city. They don't call it the big easy for nothing. Um, she really was very, like, like, she was just a national treasure to, like, New Orleans. And when I went and visited New Orleans and stuff, it's a be- very beautiful city and everything. But I was, like, sitting there, like, where's Anne Rice? That's all I can think about is where is, where's Anne Rice? You know what I'm saying? I just want to see this five foot left this five foot woman the same height as me walking around I just want to find Anne Rice I'm just like where's Anne Rice house you know what I'm saying um because New Orleans have a lot a lot of history and mystery and magic about it it's really it's really a nice place and I want to go back um and visit New Orleans and it's not called New Orleans I mean I know people's pronouncing New Orleans but I'm just like, no, we say down here, we call it New Orleans or New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Because the people down there don't say, no, oh, New Orleans. I'm from New Orleans. We say New Orleans. Or, you know, we're from Texas because we live next door. We're like, where y'all going? Shit, we're going to the, the Essence Festival in Dunner, New Orleans. That's how we say it. That's how we say it. So, it's kind of, it's really cute how we say in New Orleans. We say New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Just don't don't get all too extra with the shit. You know what I'm saying? You gotta flow freely. You gotta flow freely out of your mouth. But um sadly she did pass away and um she literally was very, very talented. I mean, she had the imagination of, of I don't know what I believe she called on the muses, you know what I'm saying? She probably like prayed to like Zeus or something to give her some muses and stuff, or some muses, you know, like horses or some goats or something like that. The you, you the two youths, you know, like on my cousin Vinny, the two youths, um, some muses, and she just got to writing. And um, I know, uh, I believe it was what propelled her to uh, start writing about vampires is that uh, she did. Um, have a uh, daughter that uh, preceded her in death Um, she was around five or six and she died of a rare blood disorder and that's what got her to like writing gothic beautiful romantic horror um, novels about vampires she also did exit to eden where she wrote up under a pseudonym of Anne rampling that was turned into a movie um, I remember Rosie O'Donnell was the biggest thing back in the 90s. And of course, she had her talk show and she played Betty Rubble. And then all of a sudden you see her in tight leather and everything, uh, playing her character in Exit to Eaton. Um, you know, solving the mystery of a murder and finding out all kinds of crazy ass shit there, uh, which explores like BDSMM. So, you know, she had a couple of novels like that and everything. She was a very, she's very versatile, you know what I'm saying? But we remember Anne Rice, and Anne Rice was was a national treasure. She really was. Um, We miss you, Anne, and our deepest condolences to your family and especially your son, um, Christopher. Um, he took after her. 
you know, he's a novelist, he's a poet, he's an artist and everything else. Um, you know, we all miss you and you thank you for giving us great, beautiful stories of passionate, tortured vampires. <laughs> and one of them became a rock star and everything else, you know. I mean, that is, she was definitely, definitely a true um, gem in the literary um, world and also being part of just the gothic, you know, just gothic stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because I really was, and I mean, I'm still is, I'm still big into gothic things, I really am. I just look plain and normal like a fucking soccer mom, not really, but still, you know, goth is my jam, goth is my shit right there. And, um, on a lighter note from that right there, um, this little rinky-dink film or documentary that we're going to be talking about here on the Random Horror Show, um, this falls into the obscure part of it. Now, I have not done a film or anything that is obscure, so this is the first time that I'm going to be talking and film reviewing about one that falls into that category. Now, um, somebody told me about this and they gave me a little bit tidbits about it and stuff. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And this person said, well, they got me thinking about things. And I was like, is it that serious? You know, I'm thinking it's going to be like, whoa, it's going to like blow my socks off. It didn't even put. It didn't even put a dent in my hair as it is anyways. And I need to get my hair fixed anyways. And I will. I actually did put an appointment to get my hair done and stuff. Um, shout out to uh, my hairstylist Simone for these fly ass silk presses that I have. And my freaking color. I love my color. And by the way, I have the second segment of the Random Horror Show interview. Um, it is on YouTube on Oral Nation, so go and check that out for the second segment as we talk about the show. And um, this, I don't know what the hell it is, but I'm like I said, it falls into the obscure. And the film, it's called a film. I wouldn't call it a film. I would actually call it a, a just a one season hit wonder show. Um, it's called Confessions of a Time Traveler, The Man from 3036. Yeah. But this one falls into obscure, but I'm, we're going to be talking about this one right here. Well, my, as the person told me about this, and she, of course she got my curiosity rise about this and everything. So she's like, I said, where is it? She's like, it's on Tubi. So guess what? I checked it out on Tubi. And I was like, wow, this is such a knee slapper. And it definitely was a knee slapper. And of course, at the end, I'm going to tell you what films and some books that this person has like picked out and everything to put to make this very dark and serious documentary about the bald headed ass fucker from 3036. Well, it is directed by the Nostradamus brothers, and the cast is Jack Helms. I don't know who the hell this is. I guess it's the ball-headed fucker that they're interviewing. Well, it starts off as this news reports and stuff of, like, this man who is bald as shit. This motherfucker's just 
just a bald-headed ass bastard just goes in and walks in the store and grabs a banana and water and everything well he gets arrested and of course they have you know like you if y'all remember the in your history books where the police is handling uh what's the guy uh, that that oswald guy that you know shot like jack ruby and shit and they had him oh no it was like jack ruby like shooting like oswald and then they were holding him back it was kind of like that right there. And I was like, that looks like a replication of that right there. But moving on. So you have these nondescript news reporters giving off this um, story of this man that is from 3036. And that he tells the story to like, hey, he went in the store. He was hungry. Um, he went to go get a banana. You know, I'm pulling some Eddie Izzard out and everything. If you ever watched one of his comic specials and stuff, and he was talking about the skit, the one of the uh, skit parts of like the chimpanzees, you know, speaking sign language. He's like, do you want a banana? So he went and got a banana. You know, I'm doing the hand motions too. I wish y'all can see me doing this right here. So he got a banana and an apple and water and he got arrested for it. Well, anyways, they found out this bald-headed fucker that just stole fruit and water and everything, like he is a chimpanzee, that he does have no identity. He's not from around here. But who is this mystery person? Well, we found out this mystery person's name is Sebastian. What a bitch-ass name when you're from 3036. I mean, his name could have been like T'Challa or Nukmuknach or Hustupuluk or Paul. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have a name like that from 3036. So he has has a name Sebastian. And if anybody's name Sebastian is listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, you know, I'm just saying like Sebastian, the name is fine for this century, but for like 30, 36, I don't think so. I don't know that name will survive that long, but I'm just saying, just saying, just saying. But anyways, so the interview guy, he's calls him. He was like, Hey, can we do an interview? He's like, why? And he's like, well, your story is very interesting. You said you're from the future. And and I'm doing my um, William Shatner um, going on right here. I'm channeling William Shatner for some reason. Bill is in the, uh, Bill is in the house. Bill is in the house. Bill Shatner is in the house. He's in me telling him. So he was like, yes, I want to do an interview with you because you are so interesting. And I want to hear your story. And, of course, Sebastian says, I don't know. Interview guy. But you must do an interview with us because we find you intriguing. And Sebastian goes, I guess so. You can hear him. So they meet up in this park. And he starts off saying that he's from 3036 and... Surprise, bitches. The motherfucker has hair. This bitch got, like, a hoodie on, a full set of fucking eyebrows, and a fucking beard with a mask on. 
Mind you, when he got arrested, which was back in March of 2020, okay? So this interview is taking place like in April or something, like um, three weeks to a month. This hoe has hair. So I was just like, you know what? I mean, it's kind of interesting and everything. You know, you came up looking like a bald-headed fucker and shit. I mean, the dude said he's like bald-headed from, from the tippy-toppy to his head to the rootle to the tooter. That means he don't even have no hair in his ass crack. Not even on his ball. He don't even have no kind of dick hair whatsoever. Motherfucker just bald. Alopecia and shit. And so all of a sudden he just magically has a, a, a gorgeous set of big bushy brows and a beard that you could just stroke on and maybe you can sit your face on it and everything because you know when you get to kind of rubbing on it on the beard and shit and everything with the little hairs and be tickling and shit but anyways besides that point um dude just magically just grew hair within a month I didn't know that um I need to start sending my brow clients when they can't regrow their hair I need to throw them in 3036 let the radiation eat their asses and shit and then I just take them and just return them back to 2021 and for a whole month they will have a fucking thick head of hair and full eyebrows I need to cash on on that okay I'd be a richest bitch on the fucking planet if I did that with my brow clients but that's besides the point so Sebastian the not so bald-headed motherfucker from 3036 um he explains that the future is very bleak it's terrible there was a third war 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 I can't even say it you you that is a tongue twisted world war three and that we were in with Russia, Iran, and I don't know what other country, I don't know shit, fucking China or something, I don't know, whatever. So somehow the radiation from us like battling each other and stuff, like we're in Voltron, um, um, has like really have cheapened the air quality in our atmosphere um, on the planet. So... Let me send my um, coffee for that on there. So you're telling me that since all this radiation, since all you fuckers are bald-headed and shit, that how you're eating, I mean, you have to have earth and water to grow shit. So he explains the part of when he stole the food out of the, the banana and the water and the apple he says that food like that, fruits and shit, were like free. And other items were, you know, I don't know, you got to pay for it. But he says that they don't have money or currency um, in the year 1336. And I was just like, well, bitch, that is so contradictory of you. So you're saying that smaller items like that you can take because it's free. But it's, but he said this keyword, like up to five things and then you have to pay for it. And I was like, well, well, motherfucker, you just said they don't have no money in the future, bitch. There ain't no future in the front. If y'all don't know what I meant by that and everything, and some of y'all know there's a damn little song back in the 90s and shit. There ain't no future in the front. Snap your fingers. All right. Snap your fingers. <laughs> I'm going to finally use that. There ain't no future in the front. So the dude was like all contradictory and everything. 
saying that. I was just like, this is hilarious. And the, the, the guy from the future can't even get his fucking story straight, okay? So he goes off and he has this really snarky um, attitude. He calls us idiots. He says we're of the idiot age. And he says that our history, which they've been reading on our history, which is like eight, nine hundred years, a thousand years into the future, that we're stupid and a lot of technology that we have is what is the beginning of all what's going to happen in his future. And I was just like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? But, and then he's like, well, you know, there's a disease that kills off all the population. I was just like, okay, I know, you know, it's kind of happening right now. And he says, we, he's like, right now we are free. And I'm just, just like, pretty much or some, you know, there's some places that still kind of <laughs> locked down, and he's just, he's just real weird and snarky and full of, full of shit, pretty much, you know what I'm saying, I was just like, kind of looking, I was like, well, fuck, I wouldn't even believe your ass either, if you are from the future, I mean, you're so contradictory in, in all parts, well, he goes to explain that everybody's bald-headed, the population control is populated, people reproduce at 16 years old, they actually did something right that they um, managed to um, conquer the whole parenting thing because uh, now they're raised by AI. The children are raised by AI. They don't have schools. The robots, the AI teaches the kids. And I was like, bitch, this is out of like raised by wolves. I know I had to I had to speak a little bit too, too soon with that right there. But I was just like, man, this is raised by wolf type shit. So, and, um, he's just going on and I was just like, well, I believe the, the, the the carrier, they call them the carriers or caregivers or something like that. You know, when the children are whisked away, the, the, um, AI, the robots take care of them. And I was just like, well, that motherfucker didn't take you care of you very well and shit because you sound dumb, you know what I'm saying, like, y'all sound dumb in the future, though, I was just like, man, y'all don't even sound, it's, okay, whatever, but, yeah, he was like, and I was like, well, I guess there's still assholes in 3036 and everything, <laughs> I'm like, it really was, they do have assholes there, but, um, he ta- talks about, like, a conglomerate of, like, companies well they're called corporations so everybody in the whole world when all this bullshit was happening blah 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 they're so tired of it and everything so they came together as one everybody is equal and ball-headed now for those who do not step into line they are called the beneathers and so the beneathers live up under the um tunnels of cities and i was like new york you know, and I was like, they live in New York, up under the subway station, London in the tube, you know what I'm saying, so, um, he says religion is banned, and if they did, uh, practice religion, they usually live up under where the beneathers, now the beneathers are the ones who don't get vaccinated, um, they refuse to get vaccinated, they refuse to get the chip, um, they refuse a lot of things, so they put them up under the ground and stuff, and they don't live very long. He also told us the life expectancy of men, which is like 41 to like 43, um, and women was like 51 to like 52 or 53. I know, it's just like, 
Well, that sounds like some some shit back in the day, a long time ago. Well, okay, whatever. And um, you know, he was just being really snarky about things, and that like we're you know, I don't know. He just like enjoying the sunshine and shit like that. And the guy asked him, he's like, well, if it's like so much radiation back then, well, why don't you have a mask? Why you have a mask? He's like, cause your air is not pure. And I was like, well, bitch, the air is much cleaner and shit in 3036 and everything since y'all have to be on ventilators and stuff like that, walking around. He also says like the jobs and everything is like wind turbines and things like that. But I was like, well, bitch, where the fucking growers and shit since y'all have like fruits and stuff. He also says that the zoos are cats, dogs, squirrels, rabbits, and things like that because they're considered as exotic because the larger animals like lions, elephants, and things like that are extinct. And I was like, that sounds like another science fiction movie that um, I actually watched a long time ago. So the guy, the interviewer guy, he was just like, well what's up with the chip he was like telling him about the chip and he says the chip was to make sure they're all monitored blah 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 and that like it's in their hand so they went to go to the urgent care clinic and I was just like the guy the interview guy tickles me he said we pay for it and I was just like bitch he got money like do you see his clothes he got fucking money he can pay his fucking urgent care shit so they got his you know blood done um, he also got an x-ray, so, like, they're like, we did not, you know, they said, we came up with nothing, because this is so mysterious, of, like, the, um, the chip that's in his hand, it looks like he had a spinner, like, you know, like, one of those metal spinners and stuff with the magnets, it looked like he had that in his hand, but anyways, and also his blood results came back, like, inconclusive and everything because like nothing his dna and everything and i was just like what and then they had like some kind of little report where his like you do a like uh a ancestry.com or a me 23 to find out like what is you know where you're you know shit like that and it came back nothing i mean this dude did not even have no kind of i mean but he looks so fucking european of european heritage and when it said Europe, it said zero. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, if the dude was like from 3036 and he's bald headed as fuck and looking like a hairless ass cat. I mean, at least with a ping, ping, ping on this on Scandinavian or like England or Wales or something or Irish or whatever and everything. So I was like, so you're like telling me that you don't ping on this ancestry.com of European you look pretty European, dude. <laughs> Damn, I died laughing. So the interview guy, after they done this, he kept telling us that like, hey, there's like a car following me. So I was like, okay, well, why don't you get the fucking license plate then? Why don't you do some bullshit where like you try to, you know, get them off your tail or whatever. He keeps saying, like, for three days, his car is following him. And I was just like, well, how come you didn't even, like, call the police or get the license plate or some shit like that? Or, like, stop your fucking car so they can hit you on accident and everything and say, hey, bitch, you hit my car. And you find out who they are. But he didn't do that. And I was just like, you are a terrible, terrible interview. And you can't even find out your mystery. Like, you can't even solve a mystery. Like, seriously, dude, you can't solve a mystery. 
so anyways, uh, weeks go by and, um, Sebastian is nowhere to be found. And the guy calls up the landlord and he was like, the landlord's like, well, I don't know. He left all his stuff there. And I was just like, how does this dude have acquired all this stuff within like two to three months? He just fucking got here in March stealing a banana, a water, an apple from the store without no type of identification, nothing whatsoever. And he has like a really nice furnished like like red house. I mean, he has a toaster oven and shit like that. Come on now, really? And the dude had, like, a cordless, like, beard trimmer and a nose trimmer and shit. I'm like, how the fuck you know how to use that? You're from 3036. Bitch, you should be, like, spazzing the fuck out of having hair. But you just seem to just manage to use that. Okay, whatever. So, there was, like, a strange report. Uh, Police found a body of a man that they couldn't identify. And his left hand was cut off. So that leaves the cliffhanger right there of what happened to Sebastian. His left hand is cut. So the saying to claim that the people that has been following the interviews since he's been interviewing Sebastian, the bastard who how who just got some damn hair and shit and learned how to like fucking steal money and everything and got him a furnished apartment and wearing clothes and stuff and breathing regular ass nitrogen and oxygen mix of what we have on this um the compositions of earth and everything because his shit is too fucked up in 3036 is fucking dead but they want to leave it as a cliffhanger like that and stuff um and of course i'm just gonna really just rip this shit in just really rip it to pieces um the confessions of a bald-headed motherfucker from 3036 is like the most craziest three stymie check budget movie documentary short television tv show whatever it is that i've ever seen i mean I thought Thanks Killing was like a little terrible. No, Thanks Killing really made this thing. This thing made Thanks Killing look like a very A list movie. Uh, the whole like the whole story has so many plot holes, and of course it's done like in a manner of of a Blair Witch Project how of camera angles without the shakiness or having Tourette's. That doesn't mean that when you have Tourette's that you shake. You actually do shake, but there's other uh, other things with Tourette's and stuff like that. Clicking and things like that. I already know what Tourette's is. But you don't have the shakiness of a Tourette or a Parkinson's and stuff like that. Um, there's also pieces of this story of what he described was basically from Aaron Rand's anthem. Um, I bought the book back in September while I was antiquing hunting and everything else. Yes, your horror podcast hostess does to go to antique stores and buy shit. I love antiquing. And I was like, that's from Anthem. <laughs> That's an Aaron Rand storyline. They took pieces of that storyline and put it in this 
whatever it is and everything. Um, they also use of what's going on with the pandemic to like hype it up a little bit and everything to make it sound much more believable because um, the guy was wearing a mask. Um, they also took parts of Demolition Man where you remember when Sandra Bullock and all them was on the top um, having all this clean ass air and everything is joyful. I mean, even a cuss word was a fine and things like that with Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt is still fine as fuck though. And you had the Beneathers, which you had Dennis Leary and everybody else eating rats and shit and everything. The revolution, you know what I'm saying? So you had parts of demolition man of what he described with the Beneathers. Um, also, you had with the ball-headedness of male and females being like that, and also the children, is from a science fiction movie from George Lucas before he came out with Star Wars, the 1971 movie of THX 1138. They also had robots in it, too. It had, what's that, oh, dude, it had Robert Duvall in it and everything. He's ball-headed as fuck in this movie and shit, and he's all in white. But they also had, like, this in this movie, and then they took some of the plot points and some of the, you know, the subject of it and some of the aesthetics of what this man was describing about everybody's ball of shit um, in this documentary. So... The documentary is actually 35 minutes. Um, you're not going to lose that many brain cells, but you will laugh your ass off. You will actually, re- you probably will recognize a little bit more of what I just said. Um, it is easily the laughable um, movie, documentary, whatever it is. And for this person, I like to thank them for pointing this out to me and actually of me just really have to put them shits out there so if you are terribly terribly bored and you want to have a good laugh at this obscure movie documentary of whatever it is check it out it's on tubi it's free as fuck you don't even have to sign in type in the confessions of a time traveler a man from 3036 um I will be dead by 3036 because I was born in the 70s and stuff. So when all this bullshit happens and everything, I'll be dead as fuck and enjoying my life. And I will have a full set of hair and I will still be cute as fuck and living in a house. And I will be eating my banana and water and stuff at that time, probably in a nursing home, just enjoying the sunsets um, as he described that everything will go blackout just like something out of escape from LA when Snake Plissken hit the button when he stole from Cuervo and he tricked the damn president and Cuervo of putting the whole civilization of humanity in the dark as Snake Plissken says welcome to humanity as he walks off and smokes a fucking cigarette and limping and of course thank you for listening to the random horror show I am your host, Keisha Lacey, and y'all have a wonderful, wonderful night.